It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. State health officials have begun a campaign to vaccinate young children against COVID-19 since the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control both approved the Pfizer vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 on November 2nd. KCAW's Robert Woolsey attended a statewide press conference with the Department of Health and Social Services to learn how the message would be shaped in Alaska. In short, the holiday season will be safer for everyone if young children are immunized against the virus. The approval of a COVID vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 has created some questions for parents, the most obvious of which is whether getting vaccinated is worth the risk. So far, this age group has been one of the least affected demographics in the pandemic, accounting for about 11 percent of all cases, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Dr. Ann Zink, chief medical officer for Alaska, a parent of young children herself, weighed the pros and cons. Being healthy and happy and playful, we know that kids are not impacted by COVID the same way as adults are, but they've been impacted in many ways. We still see kids who do get sick from COVID-19. I know as a parent myself, it can be nerve wracking uh, to think about uh, vaccinating your child. Uh, It's just hard to give them a shot when they're happy and healthy and playful in so many ways. Uh, But the data is clear uh, that these vaccines are really safer than many things that we do, um, even safer than most over-the-counter medications. And we know that even imperfect tools like car seats still make a huge difference in protecting our kiddos. And so just like we buckle up our kids in the car, uh, considering getting them vaccinated. Dr. Zink said that the Pfizer vaccine for young children, which is now available in Sitka, has undergone extensive testing and has proven 90 percent effective in preventing severe COVID-19 disease. Although Alaska has not had a pediatric death from COVID, nationwide, 94 children age 5 to 11 have died making it the eighth leading cause of death in that age group, according to the CDC. Zink suggested that the COVID vaccine was just latest tool in a decades-long and highly successful effort to vaccinate children against preventable disease. We've been using childhood vaccination for a long time to really help protect our kiddos as well as our communities from uh, diseases and really making many diseases preventable diseases. If you look at uh, between 1994 and 2018, uh, vaccinations have uh, really prevented over 400 million illnesses and avoiding almost 1 million deaths in children. So vaccines have been a tremendous tool against viruses and against vaccine-preventable diseases. Another benefit of protecting young children against COVID is that they would present less of a hazard to family members who may be immunocompromised elderly, or otherwise unable to mount a robust immune system response to COVID, even if they're vaccinated themselves. This could be a game-changer at Thanksgiving and other events during the holiday season. Nevertheless, Zink urged Alaskans to be conscientious about planning for the holidays to prevent the spread of COVID. I kind of think of things like the holidays. You know, we prepare for it by going grocery shopping and coming up with our menus and dividing up. And we can do the same thing we're thinking about COVID. And so that may be minimizing our exposure, not going out to eat with a lot of other people, uh, bef- you know, for, you know, the 10 days or so beforehand, minimizing who else we're exposed to, making sure that we don't go if we're symptomatic, uh, because you may have COVID, you may also have RSV or influenza. And uh, it's great to share our love and friendship at the holiday season, but not our viruses. Zink said that vaccination remains the number one tool in the fight against covid So far, 66% of Alaskans age 12 and over have had at least one dose of vaccine. Although that statistic will drop when 5- to 11-year-olds are factored in, Zink was encouraged that 2- to 3,000 Alaskans are getting vaccinated each week.
Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. You can schedule an appointment for anyone age 5 and older to get a free COVID vaccine from Search by following a link on the COVID Information Hub at kcaw.org. Harry Race Pharmacy is holding its first free vaccination clinic for children on Thursday, November 11th. You can learn more by calling 966-2101. While some parts of Alaska are seeing a decline in COVID cases, the island community of Petersburg is in an outbreak with 50 active COVID cases. Seven new positives were added Thursday night. 17 of the cases are within the three schools. There aren't 99 pending test results for the medical center, so providers are expecting more cases to surface. As KFSK's Angela Denning reports, the outbreak is putting a strain on staff at the school district and the local medical center. This outbreak is the third one Petersburg has seen in the pandemic, and it's on its way to becoming the worst. The first week of November was a rough week, says Phil Hofstetter, CEO of the Petersburg Medical Center. Starting on Monday, we just got hammered with cases. He says medical staff is trying to test and vaccinate the masses, as well as take care of patients like they normally would. Our staffing is super thin, and we have people working incredibly long hours. Not everyone is sticking around. Hofstetter says they lose staff every outbreak from burnout. No question. Direct correlation to to outbreaks. It's just super hard to do this. Feeling the calls. People are angry. You know, we can't get the messaging right. You know, it's <laughs> we're providing too much information. We're providing too little information. You know, we can't get the test turnarounds. I mean, it's it all gets to our staff. The Petersburg School District is also dealing with staff pressure, says Superintendent Erica Kluepainter. They are tired. When these cases rise, um, it creates a lot of extra work. It, it adds a huge layer of stress um, on everyone. She says a lot of staff are pulling extra shifts and taking over different classes. Some students are quarantining at home and attending school virtually, so teachers are tasked with hybrid classrooms, both online and in person. Clue Painter is not sure how much longer they can sustain the extra load. It's really happening fast um, this week, you know, for sure. And, and right now our staffing is on the verge. The school district is responsible for contact tracing among students and staff, which is a directive from the state. Kluepainter says through that, they've seen how much events and activities outside of the schools are affecting the students. We are definitely being impacted by those. And, and it is, you know, it's, it's taken our kids out, you know, for eight, 10 days at a time, which is definitely, you know, having an impact on their, their learning and, and their time away from their peers and certainly has an impact on their families. Local medical providers, like Dr. Selena Burt, have also linked the current outbreak to gatherings in the community, as well as travel. We have had people coming in and out for medical reasons, leaving the island and coming back, and, and part of it is related to that. Um, we've had some community events occurring with churches and schools that look like they're related to some of the spread. The medical center is low on rapid tests and is sending most tests out of town. The hospital gets an allotment of 120 rapid cartridges a month from the state, but have been saving them for high-risk individuals. So, some residents with symptoms are waiting days for their results. Bert says people should be patient and stay in quarantine. If you have one person in your household that is confirmed positive, just assumed that all of those other tests that have been sent out are going to be positive as well. 
The hospital is starting to use some extra rapid tests that the school district has from the state, which give results in about 30 minutes. The school district is also encouraging families to take home some of the testing kits. Unfortunately, it looks like the outbreak won't slow down anytime soon. There were several gatherings around Halloween, and Bert says cases from those events are likely to surface in the coming days. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning. After almost two full years of pandemic-related travel restrictions, the U.S. border will open this week to fully vaccinated Canadian travelers. But as KHNS's Mike Swayze reports, there may not be a large influx of Yukoners visiting Skagway and Haines right away. On Monday morning at 12.01 a.m., the U.S. land border will open to fully vaccinated non-essential travelers from Canada. Some Yukoners, like Andrew Cook of Whitehorse, are excited about coming to visit some of his favorite spots in Skagway. I'm going to go into the Eagles Lodge, make sure everyone remembers me. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching up and getting all the news from the last couple of years. Um, definitely looking forward to taking a, a little walk over to uh, the grocery store, seeing what uh, fine delicacies that we Yukoners appreciate so much that uh, you folks have down there. Uh, see if I can pick up maybe some cheese. However, that doesn't necessarily mean residents of Haines and Skagway should expect a massive caravan of cheese-starved Yukoners to come pouring down over the mountain passes. There are still stringent testing requirements for those travelers to get back into Canada. The only problem I have is this corona test they want us to get in Canada. You know, we've taken all the shots, we've done everything they wanted us to do, now they want us to get tested and it's going to cost us two or three hundred bucks every time we want to go down there. That's Neil Runyon's. He owns an auto repair business in Whitehorse but keeps his boat in Skagway. He says there's only one clinic in Whitehorse that's offering the tests that the Canadian border will accept and they cost over two hundred dollars a person. That could be putting some travelers off. Chelsea Stone from the White House Inn in Skagway says she has plenty of vacancies. Um, we've had some inquiries they're excited, but they don't know exactly when they'll be allowed, so they're just kind of holding off a little bit. On Friday, the Dahl Memorial Clinic in Skagway told KHNS that they have travel-approved tests available for everyone by appointment for only $30. The Skagway Traditional Council is offering tests on Tuesday and Thursday evenings for no charge, and the Search Clinic in Haines is offering tests for just under $150 by appointment. But that news hasn't necessarily traveled north of the border. Sergeant Preston's lodge in Skagway says they've had inquiries, but no bookings as of Friday. The Skagway Brewing Company, however, is making an effort to expand their hours, with the expectation that the Canadians will soon be arriving. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News.